0: Sentire Media. Today's podcast is brought to you by TripAdvisor. Did you know that TripAdvisor has named Subway sandwiches in the top 15 restaurants in Florence? Hmm. Cue the Music. Right there, podcast fans. Thank you so much for joining our little podcast from Italy. My name is Jason. Sitting next to me is Ashley. We run, own, and operate La Tavola Marche, a agriturismo cooking school here in beautiful Pio Bico, Italia. Ciao tutti! Good morning, everyone. This It is 6.36 in the morning. Last, uh, <laughs> on, last podcast sponsor was Procrastination, and they decided not to um sponsor us this week which is good <laughs> um this podcast is also sponsored by fear when you have guests coming in 5 days and your house
1: is is getting there but not ready yet no like if someone showed up today it'd be a disaster
0: <laughs> but that's we're, fear. but we're getting there um i set up the podcast right 636 we got clear skies and sun the uh and sunny weather coming today um the sun is starting to crest over Monte Ruperto in, uh, in the east, uh, to the east of the house, at about six ten, six it's fifteen. Starting. It's starting. I love Spring it. Spring
1: is coming. Oh my N- nothing god! Nothing
0: makes me happier than to see the sun rise early. We are up very early today. I was um, banging on my wife's head uh, at about five thirty. Yeah,
1: about five. 5.30? I was 5.30. Like, oh. We had a
0: real big day yesterday. Uh, we kind of fell into bed, and it was one, the first day of the year where it was like, man, we worked.
1: All, like, it was like rocking and rolling. Sun was shining, and there was work being done all over. So, yeah, yesterday was one of those.
0: Whew. So what's going on around the house? It's all happening right now. Um, we had a bunch of workmen at our house yesterday. We had a um, moratore a, a, a mason, a m- two masonry guys and uh, a uh, plumber yesterday and all all the work kind of all the big projects that we needed to get done came together came together yesterday. so I am very happy to announce that after only three months of uh, our fireplace not functioning we now well the the cement hasn't dried yet
1: I was gonna say you um are we gonna back it up a little bit because it wasn't just that easy no. as yesterday having uh, uh, the operize, the workers show up. No, we have a working
0: fireplace now. We can, starting probably tomorrow, we can light a fire in our um, in our stove again. Yes, we
1: appreciate all you guys who uh, contacted us throughout the winter asking about the fireplace. Do we still have, do we have heat yet? So, well, let's recap real quick. <laughs> exactly. On the
0: 23rd of December, two days before Christmas, we had a chimney fire. Um, Which was totally our fault because we put too much wood in the potbelly stove, which sent a fireball of goodness up the chimney. And um, even though we had the Spazio spazio Camino come out, the chimney sweep, it still caught our chimney on fire.
1: Yep. And we still had to call the fire department. Fire department told us that...
0: If you have another fire in this fireplace and it catches your house on fire, we will not come back.
1: They also told us we would be fined. And yet, I don't know if this is the classic Italy-Italian time frame. We have not received this fine in the mail. I don't know if it got lost or was a gift from Babbo Natale because it was two days before Christmas. Or something tells me this fine is going to show up like next christmas. Well, you know,
0: in <laughs> Italy they have 5 years like whether you get a parking That's ticket true. or they or any kind of fine, they have 5 years to collect it. So my guess is in four, in 4 months or 4, four years and 6 months. We'll get it. We'll get it in the middle. All right, all right. So it's coming. So um it's coming. we 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 heeded the advice of the fire department and did not Uh, did not have a fire in our fireplace. We heat our first floor in the winter when it's just us with nothing but, but wood. Mm -hmm. Um, So the NL bill, the electric bill
1: has been, whoo, Well, because we didn't use gas to heat. We were using some space heaters and trying to... Just keeping
0: it so that when you're in there, your teeth don't chat out. Exactly.
1: So you could cook and things like that, but it was no... Gaji refused to come over for dinner the other day because he was like, it's too cold. (laughs) We realized we were getting a little hard skin and acclimated to it. But So finally, yes, the guy came out, which was spot on to Jason's day one proclamation that no one will be here until March. You're stupid. You're... What are you you're crazy, I said, and he was freaking right. So Here it is. <sighs> here 10th it is, of, March 10th of March. And but it wasn't as easy as it just having the guy come out to put the tube in the fireplace.
0: So what happened? We um the fire did damage to the um whole chim what what is that? Not the the whole Kana f- f- fumaria. F- fumaria the, yeah, why uh, can't
1: I think of it? I'm not sure. Just the chimney? Like the
0: What do you call that? Anyway, it the heat from this fire broke the masonry inside the flue. No, no, not the flue. The the the, the let's just for my. Re- <laughs> My lack of <laughs> knowledge of vocabulary words. The the tube that brings the the smoke to the all the way up to the top. <laughs> nice. I
1: oh always sound like <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway,
0: so um, if we had a fire in there, carbon monoxide, dioxide, which what whichever whichever one it is can leak out. The and good one. The good one <laughs> can leak out and kill someone in some one of the apartments because you could see a crack that ran all the way up through each apartment as the flu, as this this um, fire fire passed through
1: and um, cracked the stucco
0: cracked the stucco so what we had done is a um, double walled stainless steel tube inserted into the in from the bottom all the way up to the roof um, to basically now insulate that Mm -hmm. um it was not as easy as we thought the um this is this work is done by the plumber here and his idea was yeah no problem we'll We'll tie a rope to one end, we'll drop it down, we'll pull it through, and it should take a couple hours to put together. Well, our chimney has two curves in it. It has a curve backwards, and then four meters later, it has a curve frontwards. Well, this rigid tube would not pass through the second... It, we couldn't get it through. So what we had to do yesterday was break a 50-centimeter square, a 50 centimeters squared in the wall of about three meters from the roof. Mm-hmm. Then we had where the tube stopped. We couldn't get it any further up. Then we had to lower the the tube down to meet <laughs> the other tube and then see, um, seal those together. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when, we fig- when, when, the, when we all realized that's what happened to ha- had to happen, my heart sank because Me I too. thought...
1: I thought, there is oh my no
0: God. way this is going to happen. This Jason is going to be another month. Jason yelled
1: out. I was in the, our place working on the computer, and he's like, Ash, it's not happening. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, we need a moratore, a wall, like a mason. A masonry. A masoner. Masonry? Mason- masonry is what mason. he works with. He's and a mason. A mason. And I thought, oh, shit. Here we go. Like we've been, We're rocking and rolling. We're getting all this done, and this is going to stop us in our tracks, meaning... With guests arriving in less than a week, we weren't going to be able to use the fireplace in the kitchen and heat the downstairs. I mean, of course we could turn on the gas and all of that, but I'm it's cheap. a very Jason's cheap. Plus, it's a really nice ambiance to have the kitchen with the fireplace going this time of year, and it was like, oh my god, yeah, heart sunk because it's like, where the hell are we finding a moratore?
0: to do this now? Because yeah. there was four meters of um, rigid tubing coming out of the uh, out. Into the kitchen. There was, you know, as the, we couldn't get the tube anymore, any further up, and now there's four meters of this twenty centimeter round um, stainless steel tube sticking into my kitchen, and we couldn't put it up, pull it up, and we couldn't pull it back down. If we pull it back down, we we it would rip. Correct. We would lose it.
1: Because the yesterday when he was here working on it, um, he was in his little what's that called we call, i'd
0: call it a cherry picker like or a, a cherry picker
1: yeah he was up on the roof and he had the whole tube and this and that and after him and jason were both i mean jason was eating. he was working with this guy full-on and kept going am i getting paid for this <laughs> um in the chimney trying to pull this uh, thing down and up on the roof and trying to help him and all this and at one point with the guy up on the roof and jason in the front yard looking up at him and goes have you done this before and the guy we were all cracking up because i mean he's a nice guy and after all these hours of doing it he was joking he goes most houses, the chimney's straight, and you just. Roop. Well, this is both the bellezza and brutezza we've talked about, the beauty and the beast of living in a 500 year old plus stone farmhouse. The shit ain't straight, whether it's the no. walls or the chimney or any of it. And so there's always these problem solving troubleshooting little fixes that need to be done it's not a quick fix so exactly finding out the moratorium was going to have to come was like oh my god and to my shock and
0: surprise this is why italy shocks me all the time because we've talked about it on the podcast sometimes you leave in the morning with a list of stuff to do and you just roll snake eyes every place you stop to get another thing done whether it's going to the hardware store or picking up your dry cleaning or whatever some days just you you have a list you leave the house and you come home and you've gotten one of the eight things crossed off because that's the way italy rules it's
1: the spin of the reel, it's the roll of the (laughs) dice
0: yesterday was the exact opposite yesterday was one of those days in italy where you're like i can't believe this all got done the um the plumber said no problem i'm gonna knock out this was at noon when we figured out that we can noon yesterday um uh yesterday was friday yeah okay noon yesterday where we kind of all decided this is not going to happen and he said no pro the the Plumber said, no problem. I'm going to go have lunch. I'm going to call um, the, the uh, mason. We, he's at the beginning of the road. I'll get him out here. He'll break it open. It's not that big of a deal. I'll, I'll thread the tube down. We'll, we'll um, put him together, and we'll sew, sew her back up, meaning the
2: house.
1: Yeah, and it was one of those things like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. That'll never happen today. Um, go enjoy your early lunch, and maybe we'll see you next week. Like, I didn't believe it for a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, I didn't believe him either. <laughs> to
1: be honest,
0: but to my shock, awe, and surprise, at two thirty he comes back and um, he comes back and says, "Thank you, Davide. If, yeah. you're, if you need any plumbing work done in the Piobbico region, Davide Moretti, he's, he's a stu- he's a stud." <laughs> anyway, um, he came back a couple of like couple hours later, two yeah. hours later, um, with the mason right behind him, and they went to town on that wall. Now um, they cut the they. Cut the, the square out, which, by the way, this house is incredible.
1: Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about this for a second.
0: Our Kakamone, she is tough, man. This When they were busting into this wall... They don't make houses like this. No,
1: anymore. I was watching and trying to take some pictures for you guys, and um, I'll put it up with the blog post and everything, too, because I thought you'd get a kick out of it. But I, I, had, I ran downstairs. Jason was working on um, a whole nother project outside, and I was like, you've got to come up here and see what's inside these walls. Because we've been to, over the years, just Dozens and dozens and dozens of houses that we've looked at as properties or this and that. And we've seen them in so many different states of ruin or work that needs to be done that you can see the guts of a lot of houses out here. And I was shocked what we saw.
0: We have solid stone walls. The wall in the kitchen because we put in the kitchen's done we'll get to that later yeah
1: i was gonna say we'll get to that
0: the wall in the kitchen is one meter thick and normally when you say meter thick walls it will be stone on the outside and then in the uh stone on the inside and then in the middle of the wall will be more modern masonry or just rubble Mm -hmm. and it'll be kind of like a gap that they either fill with those um the masonry bricks with the holes in them Mm -hmm. um or they just fill it with rubble not Kakamone. No. She is solid. She is solid, solid
2: stone. Solid as a rock. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's built in the antique way where the walls at the bottom are the thickest. And then as the, as the house goes up, they get thinner. So you start off at a meter on the ground floor. And once we get to the... Top floor, it's maybe 50, 60 centimeters.
1: And this was something that we were surprised in the sense of we've done superficial work on this house for years. I've never
0: busted through a wall at Takamone. An interior wall, yes.
1: and, And it's part of what our surprise that this house was so well built is that she wasn't finished well in certain spots. And Now we love this house and our landlord's great. And we've talked about all these things, but like little things like the door frames or things were kind of put up shoddy at the end or not with a whole lot of love. And then to see when we drilled into these walls, that it is solid stone. It was like, man, this house was built to last. She will last. Jesus, even if those door frames fall off, this the, she's not crumbling. So it was pretty impressive. Um, so they did.
0: Oh it God. took them a half a day. They, everyone was out of here by six p.m. They cut the hole.
1: The mason guy also did the work on the roof.
0: Yeah, we we uh, we had some damage on the to the cope the
1: um t- uh, the the like the little house on top of the chimney or the on the what do you, have, what do you call that? You guys, I'm sorry that we're not learning, knowing any of the English words for this stuff right now. Um,
0: the, the, the tiles on top, we had a bunch of those broken because of the snow and the hail. They, they changed those out. Um, they fixed a couple of leaky spots on the roof, which were just due to caps for air vents that were busted off or fell off. Um,
1: and then fix the little top for the where the fire the fire came out of the chimney. At yeah, the,
0: the the chimney had a bunch of the top of the chimney had a bunch of damage due to the fire. They knocked the top off and totally redid it. So we are good to go. I um, mean,
1: don't look around the grass right now. Cause
0: oh man, they just kept throwing tiles and bricks off the top of the roof into the grass. It looks like it, it's just everywhere. Which is we'll pick them up this morning, but. Man, Kakamone is solid and... Yep. um she's a beast. She is a beast. So th- that is fixed. We can now have heat again, which is kind of funny because the weather's turned and now it it's kind of getting brutal. nice out. It
1: was like the nicest day we've had in months and it's like, and now the fireplace works. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, of course it does right now. But we'll take it. We will take it.
0: So major construction works at Kakamone are done. We are... Finished in the – like, finished, finished in the kitchen. Well,
1: which brings us – I mean, the whole point of the story is also to kind of try to understand, and we're 10 years in and still working through this. When is it a DIY project, and when do you hire it out in the sense of we thought and we told you guys freaking in November, oh, yeah, we're working on the fireplace, and we're going to shove this thing in. And Jason got some um, little other shorter tube to connect up into the chimney and thought, I'll rig this myself and not a big deal. Well, it obviously became a big deal. And then to find out that how easy it was when you hired the professionals to do it. And that. Of course. I know, obviously, of course. But sometimes it seems like a headache, or I'll just get it done myself. Now, we've been doing the painting and all of that, and it feels good to paint the whole place by yourself. And of course, you could hire that out too. But I think we learned a great lesson when it comes to things structurally like this. Let's.
0: Well, I learned a lot too. Of
1: course. But. Yeah. <laughs> and we've talked about this before as well, but these operai, the wor- workers in Italy, a lot of times could be a lot less expensive than what you're used to in the States. At least we came from New York and, um, you know, to call a super or to call, you know, your landlord or to call, um, a fix it guy for anything was going to be like, Oh my God, it better be really broken to have this guy come out here. And the amount of work done, the amount of hours put in, and then the last minute urgency for the Mason to come out as well. It was all worth it. It wasn't um, anything astronomical. It it's, wasn't going to break the bank. It was...
0: I don't even know. We'll see. But it's just funny how things work out. Like, it took three months to get everyone out here. Yeah. And then once pe- they did get out here, it was done in 48 hours. True, so
1: True. Go
0: figure that one. Um the kitchen is done. I just have to put everything back together. Um, the plumber also drilled a 12 and a half centimeter hole above the stove for our new exhaust for the um, hood. So now we don't have to breathe in.
1: Um, yeah, we're not going to die. We're this not going to die when
0: we use our, our gas oven Things anymore. Things
1: looking up for us, you guys.
0: <laughs> um, he came with... One of the... Oh.
1: Jason had major drill envy. Again, he came in where I was working and was like, you got to get out here and see this drill.
0: <laughs> so we've been talking about doing this since we began the project of the... Um, new the, stove. The new stove and the new kitchen. The um, cap, the, the, the uh, hood of the old stove, the hole that they made was much, much too low for what we needed. Um, unfortunately, we have... In the kitchen is the oldest part of the house, and those are literally 100 centimeter thick walls. Um, We needed to drill the standard size, which is 125 millimeters, uh, uh, hole to the outside world. Well, Gaji's been wanting to just do it. Gaji's plan, our dear, lo- <laughs> beloved Gaji, our adopted papa, said, well, I'll just come over with the drill and we'll do it
1: ourselves. Like, are you insane, old man? First of all, we know you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Secondly, how... What are you talking about? <laughs> this guy
0: came over with one of the most badass drills I've ever seen in my life. He came with a Hilti. If anyone knows Hilti, it's a very nice
1: That's for uh, Renato and Marty and yeah, some of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very nice out there. German
0: <laughs> um, company who makes power tools. And he came out with this giant drill bit with this transmission on it. Like it was the this big we'll put a picture up oh, on it. Oh, we
1: will definitely.
0: With this with the transmission on this on this bit that had to hook up for the uh, vacuum cleaner and it had a level on it and it had a, like he would start the drill and then engage the clutch on the transmission on the drill, which turned the, the, this, um, carbide bit and it was awesome.
1: Wait, what about the parts attached to the vacuum? Yeah, that's what I talked about. okay. I was like, I didn't know that's what you were say. The, it is, that was... It was incredible and it took him still a half, good, hour. half hour and I told him as he was doing it, yeah, our neighbor down the road wanted to come over with his uh, drill and he just was just a normal, just normal, a normal drill. drill and he just started cracking up and was like, that's, that would have taken days <laughs> and there's no way it would have been straight. First of all, God, work like that's hysterical. Anyway, um, Like we were saying, we were able to get so much stuff done yesterday, and Jason needed to get a tube to put into that hole and um, some skooma, some... um,
0: Um, Foam, the polyurethane foam. Here's a great one. So (laughs) I go to... I go to one of the hardware stores to pick up a few things and this foam, and I just grab the foam off the shelf, bring it home, go to spray the foam into to fill the gaps around this new tube that we put in for the uh, yeah, and the exhaust. plumber's
1: here, so it's like great. Let's do it with him. He knows what, it, what we're supposed to do.
0: I go to hit the button for the foam to come out, and psh, nothing. Huh. huh? We shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. Hit it again, nothing. Just like pff, pff. <laughs> so. I like, go. Oh, that's weird. We flip it over. This. Can of polyurethane foam expired in 2007, 2007, the year we moved. Yep. The year we moved to Italy. You
1: guys, you know what year it is.
0: (laughs) So I was like, oh, I guess that doesn't work. But Davide
1: told you, and he said, this is a great lesson as well. He
0: goes, yeah, Davide told me anytime you buy anything like this, whether it's silicone or this... This foamy stuff, you've got to look at expiration dates. Never even thought about Never
1: that. even thought about no let alone that it would be over 11 years old. Like That's <laughs> a long time to sit on a shelf. <laughs> well, it's Malifi. Yeah, it's,
0: this isn't my normal hardware store. This is kind of like an appliance.
1: If anyone's been out here before and they show interest in, um, who've stayed here and they've showed interest in random bits and bobs and kitchen stuff to hardware, we send them to this shop called Malifi and it's just- It's an everything store. It's an everything store. And, yeah. Yeah, it looks like they got everything. It just might not work. <laughs> they've got everything and they've had it for a while. Or they've had it forever.
0: Um, so so that I have to go back this morning and bring them back their ancient, their antique can of polyurethane mm-hmm. foam and get a new one. But um, the uh, the lighting, we did all the lighting. Oh, my God. You can see in my kitchen now. There's no shadows. It's... LED lighting all through the kitchen. You walk in there and you're like, whoa, it's a workspace that you can see in. Um, So I am ready to announce probably by the end of tomorrow, Yep. today, tomorrow, We'll see. Let's just
1: say Sunday to be safe.
0: Okay. The kitchen will be totally, completely done.
1: Scrubbed clean, back to working condition with the big, long kitchen table back in there. It's time to get the little oh, winter table mean, out.
0: That means that this, when we move in the giant, big, four-meter kitchen table into the... Uh, kitchen? Kitchen. That means that it, the, the season's it's on. on. <laughs> it's on. Yep. It is on. So um, if anyone's interested in... In this kind of stuff, to see how they how homes and uh, ruins and these stone farmhouses are rebuilt and restored, there's a great um, Facebook Is it Facebook? Yeah. Renovating Italy. There's uh-huh. a great site on Facebook, Renovating Italy, and if you're into that kind of stuff, it's it's you will not see a wooden framed house on there.
1: No, and also if you are living out here or thinking of moving, um, they've tried to do some great resources of, um, you know. Locals that are recommended to do some of this work, so it's not just a shot in the dark, and um, it is a great resource for anyone doing home improvement and a bit of inspiration as well, and frustration—a place to uh, vent some of your frustration as you go.
0: <laughs> um, so that's so the interior. I'm the interior of the house is is basically ready. We painted the entire interior. All the apartments are repainted. Um, These the, the the we
1: should have waited for the hall since we didn't know this was going to happen. Oh yeah, that's another
0: thing. <laughs> we we repainted the hall. Just
1: finished the whole thing. The guy's drilling in the walls, and there's, you know, sh- sh- stone flying everywhere. It's like, oh man, we're gonna have to repaint. <laughs> but I'm glad. I'll take it. I'll I'm
0: glad I didn't put away all the paint and all the uh, tools for it yet. I, know. I mean, they're sitting in the outdoor kitchen, ready to go downstairs to be, you know, put away. Mm-hmm. But um, thank goodness I, I didn't. Know. So we'll have to repaint the hallway where he put the big hole in the wall, which is we're just waiting for the con- the cement to dry. And yep, and there we go. Um, now it's time to start working on the outside.
1: I know it. Oh my gosh!
0: So uh, we're ready to go. Our first guests come for our retire and work retire
1: workshop in Italy Um, in on the fifteenth. What day? I don't even know what day today is, but if it's Saturday, they're getting here on Thursday. So again, it's on. And then the next workshop is April fourth. through 8th, and that is our move to Italy and start a business. So, the first one's for those who just want to retire and have a holiday home, and this, the follow up one is for those who are ready to get to work when they move out here. And whether it's a business in hospitality, bed and breakfast, food and wine, um, whatever it may be. We cover it all and the tax structures and how to set up a business, which can be really confusing on a ton of catch-22s. And we try to help you guys create a timeline and work through it all. And um, we break up – I know we've kind of talked about this before, but the really important part is we break the workshops up into three sections. Preparation, transition, and execution, or depending on if you're moving here for retirement, assimilation. And I think it's a really good way to kind of um, categorize the process.
0: Or break it into it parts.
1: Exactly. And so if any of you guys out there um, are interested or have friends or family that are thinking about moving to Italy and I want to have a bed and breakfast or anything, or even if they're curious for a few years down the road, this is one of those workshops. Please share it with your friends and family because... I, what I find most um kind of rewarding is not only the ones who want to move here and take the next step, but the ones that then take the workshop and are realistic and have gotten that the information that they need and decide maybe it 's not right for them or not right right now and that 's okay also
0: that 's great I really feel I, I re- have more, I have more respect <laughs> for people who come out and take a honest look at it that, and say hmm the ends for me don't justify the means
1: correct like i versus
0: I, people who are dream drunk and be like oh.
1: I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing so it. doing it, you guys. Abroad is for me. <laughs> um, it, it's true. <laughs> and it kind of goes into your whole talk the talk, walk the walk, right? Well,
0: yeah. Before we get to that, oh, um, we, uh, we're going to do something we never do, which is um, if it, we're going to uh, – I want oh. we have one space – well, one space. We have one couple or one space. space for one or space, couple or, or one, one pers- apartment available um, for this April – beginning of April – Workshop, and we're less than a month away from it, and I want to fill that last one. So we're um, going to give a 200 euro discount to to uh, anyone who uses the word podcast. If yes. you email, if we, if you if it's not for you, but you tell a friend, just tell him that we heard about the discount on the podcast, and we're offering 200 euros off of, of the price. package. Yeah, package. It, it's a lot of fun. Um, back to walk the walk, talk the talk. Yeah. This is an interesting one because, um, every year we, since we've started this consulting business, there is one couple or one, one client that is, that it becomes plainly obvious. They're the ones who will actually have the best, um, chance of making what they say is their dream happen. And why is that? What, how do we know that it's that one? Well, it's called walking the walk versus talking the talk. We get a lot of inquiries. We get a lot of people who come out
1: and want to either move here or or retire here or whatever. Including – this is going to be shocking to you guys because it's shocking to us. Including Italians who are contacting us about About starting starting the business business
0: here. Um, There's usually one or two of these people who contact us a a year who you look at their situation. You look at them and you go, they're going to make it. It's the motor. It's the – they walk the walk. So – I've already found – I think we found our couple this year. I'm not going to mention their name. No, last
1: year we knew exactly who it was. They did the work, and it didn't work out for them right then. But we were like, you know what? They'll do it. And when they're ready, they will – they can make it happen. Um,
0: so we've I think we found the, the, the one couple who has the best chance this year. And I'm not going to mention who they – they know who they are. <laughs> um, and why is that? Why, why do I get that spidey sense that they'll make it where most of the other people won't? Well – it's because they have, the right in, they have the right ingredients to make the dish come out correctly. And what is that? They're hungry. Mm-hmm. They have some money, but not too much. M- having too much money is a blessing and a curse. And when I say too much money, I mean th- throwing money at this problem to solve, solve mm-hmm. it. Um, you can't have none, but it's not good to have too much either. And what do I mean? Well, You've got to be hungry to do this. You've got to be willing to work it a lot. And therein, just like us, when we started this, we had a little bit of money, but really not enough. Just enough to get started. Just enough to get started. Not but enough to survive. No, just to get it started. <laughs> and our survival will be, will based, be on, based on the execution of our plan. And
1: the amount of elbow
0: grease we put into it. And, um, we, you know... It's not about, oh, I just – it's been my dream and uh, I, I'm a good cook because I grew up in a family that ate. Um, <laughs> uh, you know I can, run a, I can run a restaurant or a and b because – Thanksgivings know, are busy. Thanksgivings at our house. I do it every year. No, 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 no. It's just a – it's an overall attitude. The people the, – the couple I'm talking about really invest – have invested their everything in making this dream happen. Um, and you just see it, you Mm -hmm. see how they're thinking about this morning, noon and night. How do I know? Because I see them on Facebook. They're asking questions and not dumb questions, like specific, really good, well thought out questions Mm -hmm. that we'll get emails from them or, or whatever that it's like, man, they're, they're really thinking about this. Um, all the contingencies and all the, they're just they're 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 walking the walk they're not talking the talk versus we tried to sell our business 2 years ago and there's a great example of two people that did a lot of talking and not a lot of walking
1: they weren't walking anywhere
0: now we were too blind to see this because we were kind of infants in this whole um consulting people and and knowing when people are kind of full of shit and when people are are the real deal and um it's it's painfully obvious now w- maybe I-
1: well, I was going to say another great example of that is the. Um, there's a couple that we're working with that are Italian, and um, they wait f- – for any sort of government grants to do anything and without getting into too much detail about their situation but it's like there's a lot you can do with your own free will and your own uh, two hands and your own elbow grease you don't have to wait for everything and they have money they're educated this and that and they have the property they're already here in italy they don't have to worry about language citizenship any of that stuff put your energy into this house all you need is elbow grease (laughs) a bucket a mop a, a rake a hoe
0: a lawnmower i mean you can do a lot to your existing property or your existing idea without having to spend tens of thousands of euros. No, and
1: they will wait until the- They will not
0: lift a finger until the European Union gives them money. Correct. Which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. So it's just
1: a very opposite. We've got, there's a couple that are exactly not even living here, speaking the language, and yet they're doing everything they can to make this happen, where then you've got someone here and they're just kind of talking, but not walking.
0: Um, So it's- it's just great. I'm glad. And here's the deal. It
1: feels good when you're working with those kind of people. With those
0: kind of people. And they, the, they make me want to work harder to help them realize their dream. Mm-hmm. Because I see you get in life. There's no secrets to life, guys. You know this. You get out what you put in. And these people are putting in. And they're putting in a lot. And they're going to be rewarded for their work. Maybe it might be five years from now. Mm-hmm. It might be two years from now. But... They will be rewarded for their drive, determination, and the fact that, that they're really walking the walk. I love it. They know who they are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, so <clears throat> that's just – that That was just uh, – um,
1: Well, yeah, we were talking about the workshops and the move to Italy and all that. And I don't know. We're just uh, – it's really fulfilling to do these. It sounds cheesy, but um, it does. It gives us energy when we see others putting it in, too. Um, let's talk
0: really quick about oh, Facebook that's shenanigans. What I
1: was just going to say, I was like, I feel like that's a perfect transition.
0: <laughs> so we get a lot of, um, inquiry, you know, we get a lot of inquiries and questions from guests who are going to be coming out this year or guests who are thinking about booking or, um, just, just question. And they're all over the map. Some are really good and some are really ridiculous. My favorite ones, and we've gotten two or three this year or this year, this week is what is the weather going to be like in... Italy in October or June or or the one
1: that I sent out recently an email blast. If you guys aren't on our um, newsletter list, make sure to visit the and sign up. Mm -hmm. And I sent out a blast for the spring and added a video that I had made either last year or the year before during that very end of April, beginning of May. And they wrote back that they were planning to come in the spring, but they highly doubted the authenticity of this video and that it was not filmed either in our area nor, um, that time of year. And I was like, well, I can assure you it's along our road. Um, I live here and I filmed it. Yes. This was exactly when it was done. And she just was did not believe the weather reports um, and the predictions for the spring. And I don't know. It was just like, what do you want me to say? Google it. Like, I don't know. Check out the almanac history of the weather. What am I going to tell you? And then I thought Jason was like, tell her what the onions said. Because here in Italy, they, instead of the groundhog, we've talked about this before, but they read the onions. And tell her what the they, onions said. They cut an <laughs> onion in half
0: and read the onion skins, which is probably as, as accurate as the groundhog. Exactly. But my my whole thing is you are... The same machine that you're using to write us this email will give you the answers to the questions you're asking. I am not a meteorologist. I have not studied the weather patterns of Italy over the last 50 years. Go online and type in the average temperature in Italy where you're going. Just Google
1: it. Instead of going onto Facebook and asking questions about the weather, just go onto Google and ask the same thing and you'll get an answer versus a bunch of opinions. I don't know. It seems like such a waste of time.
0: Is it, la- is it lazy? Is it...
1: I don't know. What is it? I don't know. But everyone's obsessed about the weather. <laughs> or yeah, And there's
0: other... There's other... Um,
1: there's a lot of other things to be concerned about or curious about when coming to Italy. And to me, the weather is like one of the last things. I don't know.
0: No, that's not true. I mean, if you well, want... You want to
1: pack and all you that. You want to
0: pack, but why wouldn't... Why are you...
1: No one... Why are you bringing it to a public forum? Just go to the... Go go to the
0: National Weather Service. Go to ilmeteo.it and they'll tell you. My other favorite one um, for consulting clients is uh, how long will it take me to learn Italian? Yes. Um, It will take you one year, two months, and three days.
1: Oh. All right. I'm holding you to it.
0: (laughs) I don't know. How much effort are you going to put into it? That's how long it's going to take you to learn Italian. Oh. Which um, segue... I have a confession to make, oh. and this is good. Maybe this is good. This is yeah. what I need. I need to confess. Our Italian, my Italian. Well,
1: no, you can say our.
0: Our Italian is shit.
1: It's gone indietro, it's, backwards. It's
0: gone backwards. <laughs> now, I'm sure for, if you don't speak Italian or have never heard it, you would hear me speak Italian, and yes, I, I have a very strong American accent when I speak it, but you would think, oh, he can...
1: Oh, wow. He's just spitting fire right there.
0: No. I say it, I say it incorrectly, and I say it fast. Um, it is my bear to cross. Why, why is this after 10 years? My, I, hold, I think after living 10 years in a country, you should be able to take a university-level course exactly. in that language. Exactly. You should be, if not a, a native speaker, at least fluent in that language, and I am not. Why? Well, there's probably lots of reasons, but the truth is I stopped putting the work in. Mm-hmm. We got to a certain point, probably about year four or five. And then just stopped.
1: It's that plateau. You've climbed, 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 climbed. You've struggled through it. And then you're like, oh, people are understanding me. I understand everyone. Well, I understand most of everything. (laughs) However, our fear – yeah, my fear or my acknowledgement is that I probably sound like a fourth grader at best at times. And that is the truth, which is disappointing. And we've done so many different things of – workbooks and classes and Skype and this and that. And it just goes back to putting in the time and making the effort. And um, like you said, there, you can make a million and one excuses why it hasn't been done. But, yeah, maybe putting it out here will get Well, it. I just
0: feel like shame is my best motivator. So please shame me. Shame. <laughs> um, but that's really something that I have to work on this year is taking our language to the next level. Because it's and, getting to the point now. Here's how, why I know. If you uh, have you ever if you've ever had a uh, been having a conversation with someone who, uh, who's maybe in their second language is English, you always know you'll you, when you start not understanding them. And I see this on people's faces all the time when I start talking. As you're talking to them, they kind of squint their eyes and kind of look cock their head a little bit and look at you. Can you tell that through those squinty eyes and that cocked head that? Whatever's come flying out of your mouth is not registering mm. with them as the language that we are trying to exactly. speak. And that has been coming more and more consistently, <laughs> which is just – and and, of, um, and also Dr. Gaggi telling us our Italian is shit. Oh, day. he loves to say that. Um, but he's right. So instead of talking about it and trying to, through osmosis or will it, I am going to change it by actually – working at it but um that's apropos of nothing just throwing it out there so that
1: you just want to hold yourself accountable yeah
0: kind of but um
1: shame 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 (laughs) is
0: my motivator what is yours
1: Um spite (laughs) (laughs) so i might not feel as as ashamed as jason but if he starts working on it then i'll freaking jump on board just to spite him to try to do it better or faster than he will yeah
0: uh, all right. What's going on around the area? We talked about what's going on at the house. What's okay, going on? Okay, water cooler th- talk. Water cooler talk. What's going on in the area?
1: So, uh, well, the snow's melted.
0: Snow's melted. The weather has kind of flipped a little bit. Spring's on its way. We see confused bees hanging out on, uh, hanging out on walls, and like the bees are all confused all right over now. The place. Um. The um, infrastructure in our area is crumbling.
1: The snow, we had about three feet of snow about in our area, in our little valley. Cumulative. Cumulative. Um, And then we had the freezing rain. And um, check out the blog for a bunch of cool photos or Facebook of that which was spectacular, uh, how it just encrusted everything in a beautiful encapsulation of ice. And then we had the rain, and the rains came for days. So this heavy snow, ice, and rain has made things.
0: Everything melted at once.
1: Correct. Now, thankfully, it wasn't like the storms we've had in years past where the snow was so heavy that it was breaking the trees. We weren't having that problem. It's now flooding and breaking the roads. The, they like jason said the infrastructure is old and crumbling yep. and
0: so the back way to Apecchio through the over the hill that road about mm, a kilometer down the way from us has totally fallen away I mean, it's just, we're not talking about a mudslide. No, no, no. The road fell into the river. It is closed and everyone is of the opinion it will never open again.
1: No. I'm going to have to update our driving directions because um, GPS likes to tell people to come the back way. (sighs) Here's
0: another great one. (laughs) We send people, we send our guests very detailed directions because it's, we live down four kilometers, six kilometers down a dirt road. We send them very detailed directions to get there. Please follow these. It is always comical to me when people decide that they're not going to follow those directions, but they're just going to follow Google Maps on their phone. Great. That's up to you. You're a big boy. You're, you're adults. You can get here however you want, but we have given you the directions for the safest and easiest route to our house. So this um, Google Maps or GPS will take you the back way, which is true. If
1: you're coming from Rome or Florence.
0: If you're coming from if you're coming From, from the, the west. west um, if you're coming from the east, uh, from the fine. from the Adriatic coast, oh, sorry, a cat licking a box. Um, you're, you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> it's always it's now. If you do that when you're coming to our house this year, you will not be able to get to our house because that road is now closed. It's my favorite one was two or three years ago when two
1: these two girls they two were, were very dissy. These very two, hipster high waisted shorts. Um, they were getting lost the entire time and finally they were getting so close and i'm like all right follow the directions follow the signs da, 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 da. and they call and <laughs> back again and we're having dinner so it's one of these things too where they're already late for dinner it's back and forth we've been waiting for them we're all getting frustrated it's getting dark they're frustrated i'm sure but actually they weren't and they're like oh my gosh um We saw your sign said to go to the right at the split in the road, but our GPS told us to go to the left. So we followed that and we're like lost up here. And it was like, what are you, you saw the literally, not just following my directions. You saw our road sign that said head to the right. And you thought, eh, GPS says left. I'm going with GPS. What the hell is that? Oh my god, that was the best because it was like literally they saw the sign in front of them. It wasn't just um, okay. She sent directions, but I'm not quite following it or understanding, and we can't find this road. No, no, no. They're on the road. They're at the. They are. They are moments from our house, but decided we're gonna follow that uh, device in our hand instead. And it was like, oh my god, which then took them almost another 45 minutes to. They went. They went all
0: the way through the hills. (laughs) At the, they were they were at the beginning of our road. There's a, there's a Bivio. Split. There's a split at the beginning of our road. There's A, a fork. S, a fork. There's a sign right there that says La Tavola Marche and has an arrow this way.
1: Totally. They decided, nah, nah.
0: They're lying. <laughs> anyway, if you're going to come to Italy and drive around, do not trust your GPS.
1: No, and especially, this is a great point. Double check if you're staying at a country inn. This is obviously different if you're in the city staying in a. Yeah, we're not talking city. about
0: using a GPS to get somewhere, an address in Rome, or no, or that
1: you do need. Um, but out here, make sure to either contact the place you're staying or relook at their website before you get on that plane and see if they have detailed driving directions because it ain't easy.
0: Better yet, go online and buy the Michelin map of Italy. It will cost you twenty five. Euros, pounds, dollars, whatever spiral it is. Bound. It's a spiral-bound, very detailed map. Don't come here and drive around with just a GPS or just a phone and think you're going to find where you're going. Hard map. I know. And I know. not
1: the one from the rental car no, agency. No, that's not that a real map. Has a, you know, Bologna is huge. Florence huge. Rome is huge. And then there's like no back roads or anything. like. And they're like, we got this map. It's like, <laughs> it will save that that
0: investment before you leave, will save you tons of time once you get here.
1: Possibly fights. Um, <laughs> don't forget you might be hungry when these things happen and you might have hunger fights. Um it, it's bound to happen. It still happens to us at times if I don't have the freaking hard map.
0: Oh, my God. This happened to us at the, in, last autumn. and You freaked out. I freaked out. We have – in each car, we have a Michelin map, the spiral-bound one. And I forget where we were going. Oh, we were, we were searching. We were looking at properties. And Ashley's following the GPS and got us so lost. And – She's the navigator, I'm the driver. So I turn to her and I go, well, what is the map? Say? Well, I'm following the GP. And it's like, Ashley. Don't You were like, don't you know? And we make fun of these we people. We make fun <laughs> of these people. What are you doing? As we, we were on some back road on top of a hill. We could see the Rock of San Marino. Oh, my God. Eric. And there was nothing else around us. And I go, where are we? <laughs> so please, please do yourself a favor. And that's true for driving in any country you're not familiar with. Remember, cell signal does not work sometimes out here. It doesn't. It's not going to update you. Hard map. I know it's old school. Hard map. Who uses that? What are you going to send a letter in the post next? <laughs> typewriter. <laughs> You're going to type with a typewriter. Hard map, guys. It'll never. It doesn't lose batteries. It doesn't lose signal. It doesn't break. It's there for you. Use it and learn how to read a map. Mm-hmm. Very important. Okay. Uh, what else is so? What about the um, the infrastructure? The roads are crumbling badly. Um, now, this is nothing new, and we're going to talk about um, the political mess that Italy is in, which is nothing new as well. But it just seems like um, every at the end of every winter, you look around and you go, holy crap, everything's falling apart. And then they'll do some little fixes and get it back to a state that's eh. Eh, kind of acceptable. But-,
1: but you think these are the freaking Romans who built these roads and infrastructure that's so famous, but it just – they're not able to keep it up, unfortunately. And so for any of you guys coming out to our place this year, we pre-apologize for the state of our road.
0: Uh, I think they might have to fix it. But that brings me to my next thing. We, since the back road doesn't – we can't come, we, get, we are in the Comune of Sant'Angelo Vado. Uh, the, the village of Sant'Angelo That's our village Now we are not close to that We're on like the outskirts It's the, 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 the border is the river So we're right right on the river
1: We're like the last farthest house to the east of Sant'Angelo
0: so, um, the postman, we're the last stop for the postman. Like we see him, it's like from, um, what was the Bill Murray's funny farm, funny farm or, or not, uh, the ch- where yeah, they move out to It was
1: Chevy chase
0: where he moves out and the, the, uh, the drunk, uh, the drunk postman comes and just throws the mail at him. Exactly. I don't... <laughs> it's kind of like that, except they're not, she's not drunk. Um, but she comes speeding down the road. Shoves the mail in our box and then takes back. Oh, just rips away. Rips away. <laughs> well, arm. we have not gotten mail for two plus weeks now. Nope. And the roads. First I thought it was just snow, whatever. Sometimes, you know, mail doesn't really come because it's bad weather and they don't. But no, they cannot drive out here unless they go all the way. A big circle from Sant'Angelo to Urbania to us, which is a 35 minute. So the back minute. road
1: is like a probably I would say 10, 10 plus 10, 12 kilometer drive versus a almost
0: 30 yeah almost 30 so we have not gotten mail our road is unusable they changed the garb they changed the garbage pickup you we used to be able to throw um recycling and garbage in any of the bins that you find in the local area you just paid the tax and it was free for all well they changed that a little bit um they now give you your own cans well not us. Not us. <laughs> we don't have <laughs> our own cans. We would still go into the center of the village and dump it. Well, now we can't get to Sant'Angelo where they have the open can because Piobico went to their own you know, personal cans where Sant'Angelo is still using the system of everyone can just dump it and everything. So I can't throw any garbage away or recycling away. Um, we can't use our roads. Um, so when our tax comes this year to pay the local community tax – I am not paying it. I will, with the receipt, I will send in photos of the road. I will send in photos of our mail that has never been empty delivered. Empty box. Empty <laughs> box. And I'll send in photos of nothing because where our garbage cans should be. As soon as, as soon as they're ready to provide the services that my taxes pay for, I will be more than happy to write that check. But until then we're protesting, they can kiss my ass. I am not doing it. And the greatest part is our landlord. Fushiani is right on board with us. And this is how, what you have to do in Italy. And here's the thing. I bet you it'll fly.
1: Yeah. He's like, we're going to tell him you can't pay rent because you can't have guests. And he's like, you, you know, you got to make it more dramatic and shameful in these things.
0: Now we've tried to get the road fixed. We've set, we've made videos. We've sent it. We had the, we've had, we had rye, the, the local news come out. Shame is not working anymore. No. So I think that now we're going to have to go to the, the next financial. step, which is the the way that you get people's attention, which is financial.
1: The purse strings.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just part of dealing with Italy. It, it's, it makes life interesting. I'll tell you that.
1: Well, speaking of dealing with Italy, um, oh, my God. So we've talked about um, Amazon and this stuff coming, and we were doing some last-minute purchases on there, and the card wasn't working, and it was like, what's going on? Tried to log on to the website. The credit card blocked me out of there, and it's like, what's going on? I called the green, the, they call it Numero Verde, the green number, a 1-800 number, which they still charge you to call, so I'm not sure why it's green. It should just be red the charge you number. Um... And I kept getting hung up on, which <laughs> I was just getting so pissed. And I go into the bank and they're like, oh, oh, well, and finally I get in a hold of another phone number and they're like, we think you have fraud. And we think that the, your credit card has been cloned. So you need to, this was awesome and weird. You need to wait three days and then go to the bank and talk to the bank. And it was like, what's this? Jason was like, are you sure you, again, like we were saying, our Italians, not 110%. We're pretty damn good. But he's like, are you sure they didn't say you must go within three days? And I was like, no, I don't know why, but they said, wait three days. It seems like a weird thing. Sure enough, go into the bank after the three days and They tell me, yes, it looks like you've been cloned. Yes, it looks like fraud, and you need to go get a police report and make a police report file on this and report this. And it's like, are you kidding me? This happened like I don't know, almost going on seven years ago now, and we got a telegram in the mail, thinking that was the fraud. We were like, what the hell is this? We talked about that years ago. So sure enough, I have to go and spend an afternoon at the police department in Sant'Angelo, and. It is so funny, the details they want, and I don't even have them. Like, he has to do.
0: An, he has to write a denuncia,
1: a report. Yeah, that's what I said, a full-on report. And then he wants to read it back, and he's like, let's read it together. When I did this the first time seven years ago, the Piobico police didn't think it sounded hot enough. Like They were like, oh, no. He read the whole thing back, and I said, yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly what happened. Um, it was used wherever, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, eh. He hits delete, highlights the whole entire thing, hits delete, and goes, I think we can make it sound better. It was like, why are we making it sound better? What, this is kind this,
0: of- this was 50 euros in someone cloned our card, spent 50 euros at a grocery store in Finland.
1: Yeah. And we were like, well, just let him freaking take the 50 bucks. Why am I still here? And obviously, I was here in town. You guys saw me, all of this stuff. Oh, yes. And it would, he in this case, the guy was talking about how I was a trustworthy person and all of this. It was hysterical. Well, this police officer, we didn't know what was. Um, taken off the account, if anything, at that point, and he was very concerned and make sure to come back if there is uh, money missing, and we 'll make a whole nother report and I thought, dear God, I hope not. Um, two afternoons at the bank, later, numerous phone calls, and the bank themselves were hung up on by the credit card company numerous times and couldn 't get through. Finally, they're able to hack into the system by the one IT guy of the entire whole bank system out here.
0: Um, and the <laughs> the banks, uh, the banks <laughs> IT, we're still working with tin cans and string oh out my here. God,
1: I know. And um, able to tap in. All right, let's check it out. What's the damage? What's been What's been cloned? What's been Um, whew, I'm kind of getting sweaty thinking what is going to be on this um account. Oh, nothing. Nothing. Uh, we had done some travel and I Which don't,
0: we called the credit card company to let them know. And let
1: them know. Nope, all all charges were accounted for. Well, that's great. Too bad they still had to cut my card in front of my face and won't be getting another credit two card. Two weeks. <laughs> and it was like, you almost want to get into tears because you're like, holy shit, we have wasted a entire full day, eight hours, if you will, into two different afternoons between the police and three different bank stops, the phone calls, the frustration, the coming, trying to come on home and log in again, being told you should be able to do it. So this is again, Italy. So there's things that are wonderful. We walk into the bank. We've never known our account number, and they just, can I have money, please? Sure. <laughs> can I get into the safe deposit box? No ID? Sure. There's no problem. However, we think there might be some suspicious information, and we're shut. We're going to shut it down. And it's like, oh, my God. And the police report, I asked the police, I, um, the carabinieri, I said, listen, I'm so freaking pissed at the bank because you know, I have to go through this whole process. And I said, we're thinking about changing banks. Is this the case for no matter when fraud? I said, I'm sorry to do this. I hate to say this, but in America, I hate to do that um, comparison. I said, but in America, this happens every day. And if your bank... Thinks that there is fraud, or you think there's fraud, you cut the card, call the bank, and within 24 or 48 hours, you will have a new card waiting oh, yeah, for you. Yeah, because
0: America wants you to keep rocking. Up oh that yeah, cha-ching,
1: <laughs> cha-ching, And he said, "Oh no, any bank in Italy." He goes, "It's for your own safety." You know, you must come and do a police report. He said, even if it is fraud through the post office or you think that uh, you're – because the post office has a bank also here. But he said, no, absolutely, 100% of the banks, this is the process you must go through. And it's just (sighs) –
0: Thank God this this normally happens to us in this time of year. Yeah. Every couple of few years. But it
1: always happens right before we're going to go out of town. And I have to go – I'm going on a quick trip in two weeks and – yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'll have a credit card.
2: <laughs> oh, well. Hopefully,
1: they'll take my charming smile as payment in an IOU. <laughs> so those are that. Just some of the fun just, this week. Just a little fun. Just a little lo- local life. Uh, what's going on?
0: <laughs> um, let's see. Well, uh, Italy. We like, had our big. Yeah, yeah. The yeah we had the big election. Um, real quick. The, the Italian politics is a mess.
1: We're n- and we're not in any way, shape, or form about c- to delve into it. No,
0: we can't vote um, because we're not citizens yet. Hopefully next year. Uh, Well, we'll, we'll, hopefully this year, but let's be honest. It probably won't. Mm -hmm. It probably won't get all through the red tape of bureaucracy this year. But I don't understand them. We don't know what's going on, so we're not going to comment. We will – I will, however, say one thing. There's a lot of stories about Italian politics or the immigration situation happening here in Italy. And when I go on – Foreign news outlets, whether it's from America or from other European news outlets, um, what they are reporting and what I see with my own two eyes are night and day. I'm not, I'm not even going to comment more than that. But just know that just because you see some an article in the New York Times or on the BBC or one of those saying it is this way or this is the situation here – I've found that I read that article and then I drive around Italy and it's night and – it's the opposite of what they're talking about. So when you do read these things or, or think you're being informed, just remember that um, it's not always what you read in print and – or see on the television. There's always – there and of course you're like, yeah, duh. But no – more than anything else because i see this every day and then i go read the rss feed of the bbc or or see an article on the new york times Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah that's not true that's Mm -hmm. not how it's going down and this is not a right or left thing this is not a conservative or liberal or it's just not real
1: (laughs) well and the other thing is to um in an unalarming but this is the way life is um Italy's been like their politics have been all over the place for years. So when when they talk about unstable governments and or no government, um, it sounds really terrifying for people from the outside. But this is really weirdly commonplace within the EU. Um, this has happened in Belgium, Belgium didn't have a
0: government for a while, Spain,
1: um, you know, or multiple multiple elections. Um, Holland has had just the same amount of elections in the same amount of years as Italy. And so there's – and changing in of the powers and things. So like we said, we're not going to get into our two cents or opinions or anything like that. But just know um, – still come out to Italy. It's great. But um, just either be aware, like you said, of where you're getting your information or – And just to, uh,
0: and if those of you are thinking about, oh, wow, Italy would be a bl- great place to visit – yeah, you will not notice the political turmoil if you visit. No. If you live here, it is just as crazy and corrupt today as it was 10 years ago. Exactly. It's a, it's been a casino, it's been a nuts a and, mess. and a mess. For a hundred years here. It's not like all of a sudden in 2018, the political um, situation in Italy has gotten all screwed up. And blo- It's no. been screwed up forever. It's,
1: this is Italy. This it is <laughs> Italy. This is what
0: happens. Life goes on. The sun rises. The sun sets. She will be here in another 50 years. It's just the way it goes. So... Um, there's a lot of sensationalism, I think, in the news about, oh, my God, and this and that. And they, Listen, they've had fascists. They've had communists. They've had, um, they've had middle left. They've had the middle right here. It's, nothing changes. They're all the same. So it's just, you know, time will tell, and maybe I'm naive. But if you open a history book and see, Italy has never had a stable political environment ever. Never, never, never. So chill.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, that's our <laughs> political talk for this week. <laughs> Just
0: chill. Um, let's see. Okay. Getting back to things. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about what we led off with. And that is... Um, <laughs>
1: Today's sponsor? Today's sponsor. Wait, was it by Subway or TripAdvisor? <laughs> yes.
0: TripAdvisor did not sponsor our podcast. I, of course not. I hate TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor shook us down a couple of years ago. For uh, business listings that went from to list your business, it went from a couple hundred euros a month a year,
1: two hundred or two hundred, I
0: forget what it was, uh-huh. to now sixteen to eighteen hundred euros a month. We told them to year p- a year. I told them, kiss my ass. I am not paying you eighteen hundred bucks. Well, we were the number one agriturismo in all of the Marque. We went down to number forty-five, and we were joined by the number two, three, four, five, and six. So, what TripAdvisor said, kind of their game plan was: well, we know the top ten aren't going to pay us, so screw it. We'll kick the top ten out and make a new top ten these sites yelp tripadvisor um, i don't know i'm sure there's a hundred more mm-hmm. these are private companies their lists are how they want to make them case in point big fit stink uh, in the in the news and on facebook this week about how tripadvisor has ranked um, subway. subway sandwich shop the number 14 restu- 14th best restaurant in florence that is what we call a vergogna a, a shame, shame. <laughs> these sites suck
1: wait Do, can you just please mention what your brother's response was so we put that Pat up Zach. online
0: my brother wrote what about the italian cold cut combo at subway hello <laughs> hello hello, <laughs> hello. yes molto, muy, molto authentico. <laughs> is that a good horrible yes. Italian accent? um yelp trip advisor these don't, don't what
1: i suggest is if you want check out some of those places fine Tripadvisor and Yelp if you have to. Go for the blogs. Try to, there's so many other people or other Italian sites and see where the Italians are going, where other people who you trust their opinion are going versus these sites that are being paid to change the analytics. So, it's really important to not follow these sites blindly. Is really what our point is because look, yeah, if Subway's number 15 out of God knows how many restaurants in Florence, it ain't right.
0: No, no, it's
1: not. And that means there's a lot of people though going to Subway to hit those numbers. No, high not after.
0: necessarily. If Subway writes TripAdvisor a big fat well, check, that's true, too. you get it's to disgusting. Be, It's just, dis- it's just. Listen, you got to wade through all the bullshit to get to the truth. I, it's whether it's on in the news or or on on tri- Like, there's a lot of just crap. Just have to keep your eyes wide open, mm-hmm. right? Um, another great article that came out this week on BonAppetit dot com, which um, n- normally like um, Bon Appetit, eh, it's got it's, it's okay, it's okay still. Um, has a great article from Jeremiah Tower. Jeremiah Tower is one of those old school chefs. He opened um, Chez Panisse. He uh, no 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 stars. He uh, Chez Panisse yes. In Chez Panisse and also a very famous restaurant in the 80s and 90s in San Francisco called Stars. And his whole thing was – Well,
1: do you want to just read the intro, the first two or three paragraphs real quick?
0: So, quote, these crazy-looking foods that are for desperation and done for the gimmick value and will disappear, he says. He says of cheese pulls and towering milkshakes flooding social media. People are always looking for something new, but you don't have to change all the time. You have to do it well. If you do anything perfectly, even if it's something as simple as a hamburger, it's everlasting. I love these old school guys. Why? Because he's right. What What's good 30 years ago is good today.
1: Scroll down to like two more paragraphs because there was the other great thing about the – what are the uh, little, when there's these little first dots. First of all,
0: Tower—I'm I'm just reading yeah. verbatim. First of all, Tower doesn't understand why people have to make things so complicated, especially when it comes to fussy plating. When there are little dots on a plate, am I supposed to stick my fork in each sauce? Am I supposed to drag my finger across the plate, smear them together, and lick it off? He questions, a spoonful of sauce slid on the plate looks like a cat's ass has been used to drag the puree across. It was novel at first, but now it's done in Los Angeles, Tokyo, London. You have no idea where you are in the world because the plate is exactly the same. That... I was always taught nothing goes on a plate that's not edible, right? I see pictures of dishes on pieces of wood. You can't serve a, you can't serve a dish on a piece of freaking wood. You can't eat the wood. Not, I'm not talking about a wooden cutting board. No, Where I serve steaks on gorgeous handmade wooden cutting boards that we beautiful like picnic. I'm talking about planks. like you found a <laughs> p- piece of wood in the in the field and you're putting it on that because it looks rustic and it has you know yeah it ha- um Italy the the high end Italian food they are so stuck in ten years ago with the goddamn dots of sauce and the the ring molds and the 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 just the nonsense. Well,
1: this is exactly what we talk about with high-end Italian food where we it misses the mark for us or we're not able to connect because – exactly. You might as well be in Los Angeles, Tokyo or London or New York City and not here in Italy because that doesn't <laughs> represent the food that you want to eat or the history of the food that you're going – that you're craving. And I understand they want to elevate it and do these things, but I, well, I'm not into it.
0: Quote. There's a solid rule that Tower sticks to when plating. Whenever at home or in a restaurant, the more than four ingredients is overwhelming. Think of it like this. As a kid, you get a box of crayons with eight colors. You're so excited that you upgrade to the box that has 40 in them, he analyzes. But when you draw and mix them all up, you get brown. You always get brown when you mix more than four, colors, four, more than four of those colors. That's what happens on a plate. You get brown.
1: Does he mean poop?
0: Maybe, maybe he's just not being, uh, you
1: get shit is what he means.
0: Yep. <laughs> um, the, right now in restaurants, it is more important to have a plate that you can photograph for Instagram than that can taste good. Now it's of course, or
1: satiating
0: I was always taught you eat with your eyes first. And that is totally true, but there comes to a point where it's for it's function over form. It's got to taste good at the end of the day. Right? I've made stuff that I go, ooh, that looks like vomit on a plate for us. I would never serve that. No. But when you eat it, it's like, it's delicious.
1: It's like Jason used to, he, he would be like, we can't have, in the middle of winter, it would be like, there's no vegetables in this and that. Let's just have some pasta and cauliflower. And he'd be like, that's white on white. And I'm like, it's just us. I'm hungry. I don't care. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. We're not doing that. So he does take it to a little bit of an extreme. But you do eat with your eyes. But... Keep going. This, this article, like you said, is on Bon Appetit. We shared it on Facebook, and I'll put it in the link as well on the blog for the podcast. But it's excellent.
0: And it's just great that these old school yep. guys, the Jacques Pepins, the, the Jeremiah Trotters, the Alice Waters, the – I'm sure I can name a, a, four or five other ones. These are the people that I grew up on. These are the the legends of the kitchen. They are still here even though he had his heyday in the 70s and 80s. He's still around. So is Alice, so is Jacques. Why? Because they 're real they are real chefs they 're real they understand that fads come and go, but really what people want is honest, real food mm-hmm. and in five years when all or ten whenever thank God, whenever this trend of ridiculousness ends, people are still going to want something simple all my I have had a rebirth since coming to Italy when i cooked in new york it was what about it was what was in fashion not what was in season here has taught me that you if you just look around you and take what's available at that time local not even i hate to use the word local if you just keep it simple in the end it's better Now, that might not be your – you know, think about molecular gastronomy that was really popular in the early 2000s. Is that around anymore?
1: No, I was just going to say that. Are
0: people doing um, um, foams as much and the um, only here. (laughs) Foams and the stupid – making the um, the, like – turning an egg but the – it's not real. It looks like an egg but it's not an egg and not really so much anymore. Um, And I think it's – ego driven because in, in order to me justify my my self worth I have to transform these ingredients into something else and i 've learned here that that 's not really what what the essence of seasonal eating is it 's more about the less the less you do means that you 're more skilled
1: true it 's the same thing as bigger, faster, stronger. In the sense of how we have changed when we watch sports and you want to see bigger hits, more points, this and that, and how it's changed the game in sports, football, whatever it may be. It's the same with the television has changed the way food is uh, either eaten, plated talked about taught where the people Jason's talking about, I mean, these are the old school, whether it was previous teachers he had at the French culinary Institute or PBS shows that he was brought up on and your Yan can cook and all of these things too. But it was the, like we did a Facebook video the other day about lids, nothing sexy, no food wars, no um, extravagant ingredients or anything flashy. It was just talking about three different types of lids and how to use them. And I think that's part of it is it's that bigger, faster, stronger in the kitchen as well. Well, when I say that, because I like that, uh, catchy phrase for the sports analogy, but it's got to be bigger, um, brighter, it's the wars. It's all. It's like so intense and extreme food has gotten that, like you said, we're, it's we're, just gotten away from the simplicity. We're
0: chilling ki- and ki- we're chillin grilling or and grilling. bitchin' and gl- kitchen exactly. or it's, the, it's all this gimmicky crap. And guess what? They'll come and go, but it, it's, it doesn't have legs.
1: No, and it doesn't really teach you any sort of techniques and fundamentals or how to really cook in that sense. But so,
0: so next time you go out and you pay too much money for this something that looks pretty, but in the end you're like, eh, just remember that. Mm-hmm. It's, the more people that catch on to this and the more you can talk about well, – if you're talking with your friends and food comes up, let's go back to what's good and simple and honest instead of what's flashy, what's gimmicky, and what makes a great Instagram photo. Mm-hmm. What a bunch of bullshit.
1: Not, and it's – maybe you kind of said this before, but it's not what can I do to this to make it great. What... How can I make these tomatoes that I grew,
0: this, this um, beef that was raised down the road? How can I – Um, you say get out of its way, get out of its way. Exactly. (laughs) You don't need to do anything to it. Here's what you need to do to that piece of meat. Cook it properly and season it properly. And that's it. Yep. That's it. That's it. You don't need to turn the, um, it into a (laughs) eggshell to hold this. I don't, I don't even know, but, um, all right, I'll get off my high horse on that. Holy crap. We've been an hour 10 already. I'm getting hungry. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's um, see. Well,
1: for the podcast people out there who enjoy listening to other podcasts, um, I was interviewed recently on Hot Content, a um, new popular UK podcast about marketing. And so if any of you guys... Yeah, are interested in different ways of marketing or our story and how we did it, and um, whether it's online or social media and um, print or just small business, big business, check it out. Hot content, I think I'm um, episode number 10 or something like that. They just got started, but they're doing really popular and they're available really on iTunes. Yeah, huh? they're doing really popular um, on iTunes. Hot content
0: right I think we got to get moving because we spent m- double the time I thought this would actually take
1: so no book this week um, next podcast we'll do um, last time I did two chapters I think so we'll skip it this week and continue on for the next podcast all
0: right bring us home let everyone know where to find us
1: all right don't forget to tell your friends family or for yourself to mention podcast podcast from Italy and for a 200 euro discount on our upcoming workshop on moving to Italy and starting a business this April you can find us at La L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E, let's have a Shoot us an email at info at letavalamarque.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Insta. You know it. It's all at Letavalamarque.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a great week. We will be busy. We will be busy little beavers. It's all. It's all happening. It's all happening.
1: Yes, and do check the podcast or the podcast, the blog, and Facebook because I will be posting pictures of the drill envy of Jason and some of this um, fun stuff we've been talking about on the remod of the or the finishing up of these of the house.
0: We want to thank everyone who listens. The dozens of you out there, you guys are our. Um, you are our. Um, what do you call them? Bell ringers. The Bell ringers, and you are our hardcore fans. We yeah. really appreciate it. If you like what. you're You hear, you like what we're doing. The greatest way you can thank us is just tell a friend. Oh, thank us. Why would you thank us? The greatest way you can (laughs) help us out. I'm sorry, is that a little less arrogant? Is to just tell a friend, turn someone else on to it, turn someone else on to the Italian countryside, and um share your love of Italy and what we do. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Buona giornata. Peace. Ciao, ciao.
2: And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.